opponents, the army of the Daleks is preparing to exterminate them. They will each win the DVDs, the miniaturized Dalek, and the TV-DVD combination. Great, so you've got to be happy with them prizes. Great got to prizes. be happy. But the big moment has arrived. Ooh. Who is the overall winner? Who's going to see the monster come to life and take on that man there? Let's find Ooh. out. Yes, will it be Benedict? William. Oh. Good luck, William. Or Daniel. Good luck, Daniel. OK, David, here we go, all right? Brace yourselves, everyone at home, brace yourselves, because we are now going to announce the winner. OK. The one who's going to win this grand prize yeah. are going to come down to the Doctor Who studios, Ooh. they're going to see the monster being made, they're yeah. going to come on set, they're going to meet me and Billy and everyone else, and they're going to be on set with their creature when it appears in the show. Who is it? <laughs> it is... Potter uh... Who Cast. <laughs> Um, hello, it's me, and who are you? I'm Peter, here to defend. <laughs> the defendant. Here to defend every time. Well, Truly. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Um, of course. Oh, sorry, I'm tired. Um, so, <laughs> Love and Monsters. Um, it's about love and monsters. Um, do you want to guess uh, what day and date, well, day is obvious, what date this aired on? I'm going to say it was June, definitely. 2006. When in June 2006? I don't want to say it's today, but is it near today's date? It is the 17th of June 2006. I actually, I have a fun fact about this was the first episode that I didn't watch live, the new series, because mm. I was go-karting. <laughs> Very 2006. Did you win? No, but I was, it was a birthday party and I was very annoyed that they had a birthday party that overlapped with Doctor Who. Oh, I remember, I remember getting invited to birthday parties, doesn't happen anymore. Hasn't happened in the most. Who would? Fifteen years. You'd rather watch Love and Monsters. You would really. Um, so yeah, uh, directed by uh, Dan Zeff, who never shows up again. Uh, I was going to say I don't recognise that name. He directed a lot of British comedy stuff like Inside Number Nine and Pram Face. Um, doesn't seem like a major player in the grand scheme of things. Uh, written by RTD. Um, you know, the gist of this one is that uh, Doctor Who fans try to infiltrate his inner circle and they end up getting consumed by a goblin who is absorbed into paving slabs by their collective action. Um, so yeah, so you, you were pretty adamant this is what you wanted to talk about. Yeah, because I, I do think season two is very up and down when you look at it as a whole. Um, but, oh yeah, so yeah, I think Love of Monsters is a really good uh, reflection of season two. I think when I think of season two, I think of Love of Monsters. So when you said, which one would you like to do? I was like, this is perfect. It's not the best episode, but I don't, I don't think it deserves the reputation of the worst episode of New Who, which lots of people love to give it. Yeah, it's even the worst of the series. There's, um, I'd say at least two that are worse. 
Can you can you take me through your trajectory of how you felt about Love and Monsters from a child to now? Because I do feel like there's a lot of change. I think people either get it later on or just continue to think it's bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the whole. I mean, I barely remember the first time I watched this one. Um, but what I like, I remember. I have a vivid memory of watching it again years later. Um, usually, like three or four years later. Uh, when my cousins were down and everyone laughing when Peter K ran out after Mark Warren in full absorbloff get up uh, right before the doctor shows up which I, I, I feel like the, we'll get to because there's obviously a huge bit of backstory to this entire uh, thing but um, I feel like the big problem it has is that it's got a, a a, a child's drawing at the middle of everything, kind of trying to hold it together. Um, but like watching again, like I think it, it's an interesting experiment to to, and obviously it's necessitated by the fact that they were shooting uh, the two parter before this at the same time because of scheduling, whatever, because they had the extra episode. Um, but I think it's an interesting experiment. I think it's a good showcase for some of the actors, and I think it's kind of, it's, it's like it's kind of, it's fine. I think it kind of falls apart a bit at the seams at, at points. Um, it doesn't help that I don't like ELO, so all the ELO so the start kind of Aww. pushes me back against that. But um, I don't know. Like I mean. Do we just talk brief? We just talk briefly about Blue Peter because, um, not not you, but, but um, <laughs> like, so this is the first of well, not the first ever, but in terms of the new run, it's the first of three competitions. We have this, which is design a monster. We have the second one, which is be a guest star, which obviously happens next year. And then we have um, design a, a console, which happens years later. Obviously, um, can you hear that? By the way, there's like there's people outside the window. I'm, I'm, just, I'm conscious that they might. Be... No, it's fine for me. I hope you can't hear mine either. <laughs> I can't now. Um, but yeah, like obviously, this is like having watched. I, I, I went back and I watched as many uh, like retrospective videos of the guy Will who created the absorber off and from what it sounds like it's just like but what, what he said is that he didn't know it was going to be a you know you design this and you get on the show he thought it's like you design this and you win uh remote control dalek uh dvds and and they, there's a clip of blue peter um of them like announcing that he's won and it has the smallest like, like you know like those old um like CRT TVs at the DVD player built in. Yes. Yeah. So like, like the smallest one that I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely like minuscule. Um, but like, I mean, it, it, like I'm interested in seeing what you think about the, the monster itself, because it's very much, as I said, it's like a child. It's a, it's a child's drawing, obviously, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, Peter Kay is on record saying 
this is probably the biggest regret I've had in my, ever had in my career was playing the Absorbaloff in Doctor Who. Um, yeah, because he which, was supposed to yeah. be Elton. <laughs> yeah, they want him to play Elton. He said, "Well, it's it's too close to my character in Coronation Street that we all we all know and love." So, <laughs> can I play? Can I play the villain? So, um, I do. I think. Yeah. I think the Blue Peter competition is a really nice idea. Um, I think. I, I would be interested to know if Russell T Davies wrote this episode, and then just left a blank for whatever monster. Because then I would. I think logistically they would have to have been like it needs to be humanoid. It needs to be whatever. Because I know that. The child who won was like annoyed that the Absorbaloff wasn't like a hundred feet tall or whatever he he envisioned. It's like apparently, mm. apparently, I, I watched a video with him earlier. On. Apparently, he he seems to think that that's an invention by the production team or something because he said that he wasn't really disappointed. It was just that he um, he said that on the back it was meant to be the size of I think he said the, the bridge next to the Asda near my house. <laughs> um, and he was just kind of. He said that he knew they wouldn't be able to figure out what that meant. So he said he wasn't really disappointed. It's more that he was just kind of uh, confused by. I don't know, but yeah. Sorry. Um, Do you remember the all the finalists? Because I remember one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and they're part of the game we're playing later on. Um, Justice for Zadtuni. <laughs> Let's get it trending, guys. Oh, Zadtuni! Zadtuni, big finish. Um, <laughs> Zadtuni box set. Zadtuni meets River Song. <laughs> oh, Zadtuni! <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? If say if if the world was right and Zadtuni had won, how are they going to make? Peter Kay turned into Sad Tony. <laughs> I remember he was like almost like a Hoover elephant or something. Yeah, he's like he's like a Hoover yeah, with, with like weird feet and he's crying. No, and he's... I would want to see that big finish. <laughs> oh, actually, no, don't, because Nick will make a box set of just this episode over and over again with the different monsters all played by him. Hello, I'm I'm Sad Tony. Um, <laughs> Just Hoover noises while people get sucked <laughs> into the Hoover. Was there a remit like that? They, they had to have an ability to like suck people in, or like um, I don't know. Apparently, he was saying that like in his original like drawing, the skin is going to be like gelatinous, and you just kind of get like absorbed into it or something. But obviously, they can't do that if you're going to do latex stuff. So I don't really know. Um, it just seems like, like surely, yeah, he would have been like, okay, it has to be, it has to, someone has to be able to get into the costume because the three that make it onto the onto the blue peaker like reveal show are all humanoid shapes. Wait, so Satoni um, wasn't even in the final? No, unfortunately, Satoni no. made it to the made it to regional, didn't make it to the to the final. Satoni should have been in the TARDIS hood. <laughs> Imagine, was... imagine if the TARDIS hood was like Mission to the Unknown style. All of the <laughs> uh, Blue Peter winners are having like a conference, and then the Absorbaloff gets to go to Earth. Oh, sad to me. Um, what is that? What? Um, I don't know if you talk about the TARDIS hoods this season, but what is we the... haven't. No, what's the TARDIS for what... this one? Um, are you doing we... them all together, or are you doing no. them? I decided not to do them because I remembered who wrote them. I was like, I can't be giving that much. 
Oh, true, because I, I don't even recall what this one is. I don't either. Actually, I'm going I'm to look it up over here. But, um, like, I think the, the one stand, like, Mark Warren, I think, is good enough. But the one standout, obviously, is Camille Kadori. Oh, um, she is amazing in this episode. I think this is really the yeah. her strongest performance for me. Like, I think especially that switch she does between trusting him and then putting Rose above when she finds the picture in his pocket like she just switches as a character and I think that's so good because it's believable like yeah. your mum would defend you your mum would drop her happiness for Rose yeah I don't know I think yeah it's Jackie's I think it probably is Jackie's best episode um I think there's a great. I I don't I I don't like you know being like well if it did this it'll be better but I think there's a great episode where instead of it being like um about like a, a metatextual thing I'm like Doctor Who fans doing this and the other it's like an episode about like what Jackie's life is like because she's alone now because she didn't have Mickey she didn't have Rose she doesn't have like anyone really to be. There, like, if you focus this one on, if this is like the Jackie episode rather than like the guy who the, with a paving slab episode, I think you get like a kind of it's a different episode, but it's, it, I think it's an interesting avenue they could have taken. Yeah, yeah, like I think especially with the the foreshadowing of how Elton is talking about how Rose and Jackie were like how long until it. It gets too much. See, the biggest arc is how Rose, Rose's life changes, but Jackie's life changes as well throughout the course of season two. Yeah, we don't. Like, yeah, because we get obviously we get her reuniting and going to Pete's world in, in the finale. Then, um, yeah, I don't know it. Uh, like. It's just, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea for an episode that I feel kind of gets um like not derailed or anything, but I feel like it kind of there are bits where it kind of it, I think it spends too it's a it's a weird thing. I think it spends too much time on like the people in Linda. Like especially once Victor Kennedy comes in, it's kind of like a series of them sitting around talking and then him going to Jackie and then them talking again and then Jackie again. It's not really that much of a like for an episode that character it's not that much like development of the people around them. Um, oh, see for me I would say the little like um clips of them all like when it gets to the point where they're not just talking about the doctor, they're like singing or baking or having emotional chats. Even that like quick little montage I think is very Russell in that he he'll get buying piece of dialogue or like an interesting part of their personality to make you care at least a little bit about them. I think um, an issue with Moffat I have from watching recent I've, I've been watching season six and it's like a lot of characters are just there for the plot because the plot is more important. Whereas I think this is a very toned down like character piece i think the issue that people have with it is that some people don't want to play into the fact that it is farce like the episode isn't serious but then 
I think tonally it is a bit odd that there are so so many serious conversations and like emotional pieces within the fact that they're they're signposting to you that it's farcical from the start with the hoiks and the running through the doors and the absurdity of the Absorbaloff. But I don't know if that was just to balance it for a more wide family audience comparing deep deeper human conversations with let's keep people interested with like the silliness. But I think at, at its core, Doctor Who has always been silly. I don't think there's a lot of episodes where there's not something funny or something for the kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. And let's not forget that this um, kind of, I don't know if it actually ever was, but this is, there's the whole thing, like, this is secretly about, like, Ian Levine and, like, the older fans kind of being pricks the newer fans, like. So. Yeah, it's, I think it is also, oh, yeah. like, a conversation about gatekeeping in a yeah. in a fandom, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, I don't like I, 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 it's one of those ones where I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's, it's not, it's not the worst. It's not my, my favorite, but it's not my least favorite. Um, but do you not, do you not find it quite an interesting conversation that people do literally rank it as the worst episode of the entire run? Yeah, but you can't trust people. Like there's like, there are so many people who just come into things with like bad faith arguments being like worst thing ever worse than this than the other um you know people like also like it's like obviously it's okay to like dis- dislike stuff you know whatever but like there are people whose entire like thing is i'm going to be you know it's like the whole thing of like um like angry angry review guy or like cynical yeah. thing like there are some people who's anti- old and it's like i'm gonna be incredibly hyperbolic about not liking something because that way people will pay attention to me and I'll be, you know, the cool guy who just hates everything. Cause I'm so cool. The liking things are so stupid. Like, like <laughs> there's, I don't know, like something like tooth and claw, um, where it's kind of just like, you know, it's worse, in my opinion, because like this has character. This is like this has drive. This has personality to it. You know, I think this dismissing it because oh, funny, funny green man runs about in underwear. Um, ha ha! Look at him! Look at him go! Ha ha ha! Is just like it is hyperbole to just dismiss it outright. Um, <laughs> having said that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think for me the worst thing that Doctor Who can be is dull. I don't think I think when I think of episodes I dislike, it's because I find them uninteresting. I think you can look at this and be like, "That's ridiculous. That's stupid," but it's not boring. I don't think it's boring. I think it's supposed to be stupid, and I think people being like this is so stupid, this is so childish, 
I'm like, they were trying something different. It may, it may not, in your opinion, have necessarily worked, but there, it wasn't an, a season-long arc about the Absorbal Off. It was like an episode that was seemingly portrayed to be throwaway, but it's... I think it's important. I think a lot of the emotion of Rose and her family and even just giving you the scale of what's happened so far in terms of contextualizing it for Earth, like from the Sycorax, from the Slitheen, like that happened to everyone. That didn't just happen to Rose and the Doctor. I think it helps to build the world from seeing it, seeing things from different perspectives, even if it is a stranger that we never see again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like... <laughs> It's just it. I don't know. It just it. Like you said, I'd rather I'd rather it do. This. I think it's. I think it's for me. Go ahead. Say. I was. I was gonna say like for me, it's a very. It's like a comfort episode. It's like you don't have to watch episodes before this to get it. Like you can just watch it and be like, yeah. Like if you were feeling a bit meh, you just stick it on. Like it's not a serious episode. It's. It's. I like it when shows, especially shows that I love, they're trying new ways of presenting episodes. I think, regard. I I understand that this was they did this for budget reasons and for logistic reasons, but I think it also works in the context of trying to make the show more versatile. And then the people who would hate this then are complaining that Jodie's episodes are boring, and we've already seen them before. It's like, well, they try to like people react badly to change. But the show is about change. Yeah, I mean, you're, just, you're never going to make fans happy. Um, especially when it comes to fans of a show like this, where it, like, it is, I mean, you know, for all for all the airs and graces we want to have, it is a kid's show. It is for, like, children and young families and stuff. It's, like, as far as, like, they want to take it to, like, Stuff like timeless children and you know, like working from time where it's it's kind of more adult y kind of ideas and concepts. It's still for like kids, and I think so many people get worked up in the idea of like, oh, yeah, it's so stupid that this, you know, this my adult brain can see through it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just relentlessly like poo poo all over it, but like. I don't know. What I would what I would poo poo mm, over. It's a fun. It's a um, funny conversation. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to make a stupid thing, but I can, I can, I can make it in a second. No, I was going to say it's a funny conversation to have when a lot of the people who do poo-poo the the childish side of Doctor Who are a lot of the older fans, and I don't know if that is because a lot of the fans from the classic series then had to go through the Wilderness series, the Virgin New Adventures, that had a darker, more adult theme because they could because it wasn't on television and then when it came back they're like this is too chill this is too childish this is um ruining the classic who legacy it's like doctor who's always been a children's show it's a family show it's it, it's it's supposed to be enjoyable on, on different levels yeah just never trained Make a Doctor Who fan happy. It'll never work. Yeah, and I think it's ironic that like this is the episode that is poking fun at them, and then it ends up being 
the <laughs> lowest rated or people always put it bottom of the list. It's like this episode is about you. You're Victor. <laughs> um, just one final thing before we move on to the game because I I have that hard out in the timid. Um, Absorbaloff is a bad name, and we should did all. It, did it come with the name, or did they... it? Came, it it came with the name, and apparently he said that he regrets calling it that because he thinks it's a stupid name as well. But I think I at think its core, it's an interesting idea, at least. It is. It's a good idea for a monster like that. Obviously, it's it's going to be hard to translate onto screen because you only have like forty minutes to do it. But anyway, so the game today is um. So you know, there's been two Blue Peter designer monster competitions. There's one during uh, I think it was like Trap and Zero around then, and there's one for this thing. So I've taken, uh, I mean, yeah. So I took the absorber off out of the question, obviously. So I have five, I have five things here. Okay, mm-hmm. you have to guess which one is fake out of the five uh, winners. Well, well, yeah, I suppose they are winners of the Designer Monster Competition, nineteen sixty four and two thousand six. Okay. Okay, I'm here. Okay, so there's Hypnotron. That's Hypnotron. Um, there is a lad. Okay, so I, I forgot his name, but there's a lad made of footballs who's on fire. Um, he was another one. Okay. There's uh, the steel octopus. There's Spookum the ghost. And there's Aquaman. That's Aquaman. So, out of those five, who's the who's the fake? See, for me, I, the football one rings a bell. In my, in the my visual mind of remembering what they look like, I think the issue is Hypnotron and Spookum are both things that you would make up. <laughs> For me, I can see you thinking of them. I think Aquaman is definitely true because I don't know. I think it would be obvious if it wasn't. Um, I let you can. <laughs> It's just I can see when you have to make up a fake thing. I'm like, I know your language that you use, not, and then this is gonna be funny if it's not even true. But um, I'm gonna go Spookum the ghost. <laughs> Am I really that obvious? Um, yeah, Spookum's fake. Um, Hypnotron, Steel Octopus, and Aquaman were the winners of the Troughton era. Uh, competition. Hypnotron, what did they win? Oh, was that the one where they, they went to the web? There was like all them in the web planet set. No, that's actually yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah, something like they didn't win like any proper, proper thing. Um, if you watch a clip of that, there's a whole introduction where Peter Parker is like, "Now, some of you submitted ideas that were clearly plagiarized from comic books and cartoon strips, and we were very disappointed in you. We were so disappointed. It's like a, it's like a teacher giving you going out to you for oh, copying seriously." Homework. Yeah. But I'm not too sure if I'm looking forward to meeting those prize-winning monsters that we said we'd be showing you now, the ones that have won our Blue Peter monster competition. No, because they're pretty ferocious. In fact, when we were judging the entries, we were amazed to find the number of really blood-curdling ideas you thought of. Of course, that was a great idea behind it, because the monsters had to be able to beat the Daleks. 
Well, as we said earlier, together with Doctor Who, we went through all those quarter of a million entries, and it takes quite a long time to look through that many. To make it really fair, we've done what we've done in the past, divided it up into three age groups. There's the uh, eights and over, the eight, nine, tens, the elevens and over, and then the sevens and under. But we weren't just looking for a monster that was fierce enough to beat the Daleks. We were looking for something else as well. Yes, we wanted designs which were quite a different shape from the Daleks, so that eliminated rather a lot which were a bit Dalek-like. And it shouldn't go without saying that we wanted you to design your monster. We didn't want you to copy it from comics or books. And we were quite disappointed in the fact mm. that several of the entries had obviously been copied, so we put these to one side and we didn't judge them with the rest because mm. we didn't think it was fair, did we? Well, we didn't know, and it's very easy just to copy something out of a comic. It's much more difficult to be really inventive and think up something splendidly original um but did they not then, win did they win that that someone made the model or yeah so there's like the three of them um had had the production team at the time make like visual representations so hypnotron's like a, a giant like slug with a giant eye um aquaman's a robot and steel octopus just looks like a a big blob but like a lot of wires coming out of it i don't know um, the football, the football one was the because they they did the age categories for the absorb love one. The football one was the youngest, and it's just like footballs with fire, <laughs> and you can you can hear David Tennant talk about it on the the blue Peter thing. He, he sounds like, oh yeah, it's a it's a a, a football man. Oh okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, Wait, so did the then, younger the younger category get to win something, or was it just one all, overall? The three the three of them win the TV, the DVDs, and the Dalek. Um, only Will Grantham wins the opportunity to be the inventor of a a monster, and then the like eleven to whatever category was a a, a gangster robot with a with a retractable gun, which isn't that interesting. So obviously they wouldn't take that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. Um... Hello. This is the Pod Tour Who Cast Robot. David did not have time to record plugs this week, due to a pressing issue, whatever that means. So I am going to do them. Listen to Full Metal Analysts. Condense Truth, Heavy Metal, and Pass the Golden Popcorn, as well as this 3DS How We Do It, if you want. Thank you, bleep bloop blorp. Mark Marone. Where can, so, where can people find you, my friend? Uh, you can find me at pjq97 on Twitter. Mm. Where I will be um, maintaining my Sad Tony fan account. <laughs> Don't let the Sad Tony fandom no, die. Let's never, let's uh, never ever. It, it is, yeah. Reaper. <laughs> Justice for Reapers last time, um, Justice for Sad Tony this season. And then, obviously, Justice for um, the... Is anyone in 42 who gets the short end of the, sh- of the stick? Oh, I love 42. Um, I'm ready. Justice for the Magna Clamps. Justice for the Magna... <laughs> 42 and... Happy Primes. I don't know. Something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, next time... So, near future, yeah?